Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, two different sized boxes. Hello. Ahoy. What is, what's new? <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right there, he's on a little. Uh, I may be just a, a million things. There's a lot going on. We're going to be fine. I have to still have to edit uh, the other podcast episode after we get done with this one for tomorrow's release. And then I have a anyway. Beautiful. Busy week. Busy, 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 busy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're trying to. Oh, man, I didn't even have all my stuff pulled up here. Ah, stop talking. I can't take notes. <sighs> Yes, because this is the part of the show that we need to take notes on. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta get the gotta get the uh get the thing pulled up. No, I think what's in the show is in the show, right? That's it's true. Show, Ladies right? and gentlemen, they love the uncut nature of this. Yes, that's just <clears throat> It's true. I mean, you say that like that's true. It's not a thing. I mean, it is a thing. It's all right. No worries. So let's hear about this uh, week you've been having that has you in all of a tizzy. Uh, Well, um, we uh, Megan's folks are up this week, uh, and so we are um, seeing them. We are uh, running. With the kids everywhere, and uh, it's been just, just like, just constant, constant stuff uh, has been packed on top of one another, and uh, which hasn't happened in a very long time. And we like just barely, I barely survived uh, <laughs> this past weekend, which was just absolutely obscene with the number of dogs we had uh, really? for, for a random weekend in September. I'm say it's not even like a holiday weekend or anything. No, but that's that's this is we're we're getting into this this mode where like every weekend we get like ten or more requests. It's insane. Good um, grief! And I told Megan, I was like, I am very scared of the holidays. Of year. yeah, <laughs> of like the real holidays, of actual <laughs> like this coming weekend. We've got one, two, three, uh, four, five, six. Soon to be seven, and I'm doing drop-ins on some other dogs. It's like this weekend. Oi. Why this week? What are you doing? Why? Where? Where are all you people going? I don't know. Yeah, like what? Me. They're just like peace out. That's weird. <laughs> so I don't know what they could be. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people do things. Not everyone's like me, who's just like weekend sit on the couch. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So right. like I don't I don't understand this uh this like need this desire to be like I've got to get away like I'm good here I just want I don't want <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. so yeah no I I totally understand um uh so it's just been been busy with that um and today was the kids birthdays uh yeah that was birthday day turned four and lillian's will be on thursday um so just having you know having guests in town um you need to be uh 
entertaining them and, and doing stuff and and uh, shuffling and moving things around. So I, mean, I haven't really had any time <laughs> to do my normal stuff during the day. Uh, ah, true. Which is, <laughs> uh, you know, which kind of throws your, your, you off, but that's part of it, right? That's why we try and have at least some systems in place. Um, ooh, um, update on the total number of people who have applied to a dog walker position in Springfield, Missouri. Drum roll, please. Oh, uh, brrr, uh, uh, 93. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hike, hike, yeah. Oh my goodness. 93. I can't. I, and whew, you, talk, you talk about uh, being so whew, overwhelmed. Like, pull that post down for a minute, right? Let it breathe on it. You know what I mean? Simmer just a wee bit. Um, it is so overwhelming i i what i did not have in line what i didn't have i didn't have a lot of stuff uh, set up for this process um the big one being managing the different states that each applicant is in right like i all of a sudden it was like how do i differentiate how do i personally colin know whether you know john is a have solid it. liquid or a gas. Right. Exactly. exactly. Pretty much. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> plasma or plasma. Or <laughs> plasma. I can't forget about plasma. Sorry, science teacher here. Hello. Continue. <laughs> um, but how do I know where they are in this process? Have they just applied? Have I responded to them? What have I responded with? Did they get the first round oh, of questions? Have they right. then responded to that first round of questions? So whenever I have an email from John, is that his first email? Is that his second? I'm, I'll, I have to yeah. track all this stuff. That's and true. Spreadsheet I, time, baby. Spreadsheet time. So broken, breaking out the spreadsheets. Um, because like we're hiring through Indeed, and it has some stuff of like, but they just have things of like whether you decline them, whether you're interested, or whether you're moving forward. Oh, but they like, don't have like a date application was submitted. Well, they do. Like, okay. So, so they applied on the 20th, applied on the 20th, applied on okay. the 19th, applied on the 11th, applied on the 10th. But then, like, messaging wise, like, I've got to remember, like, where, so I get a random message. Where is this single person in my process? Because oh. I've got four steps totally, right. right? They've got the initial application. Then I move a subset from that onto follow up questions. Then yeah. I move a subset on from that from the in- phone interview. Then I'm going to move a subset on from that from an in-person to an in-person interview. And then from some set, I will hire. I didn't have any of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. And so, like, I think. Yeah, but also, you, yeah, I wouldn't have expected 93 applicants either. That's nutso, man. No, like, exactly. It, who? Uh, so that's quite a spreadsheet. Every right. single person that we, um, uh, per- every single person who's applied, like, yeah, I've got to all of a sudden figure out. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say, every single person who we talked to about hiring, uh, said, "Oh, it's really slow. I can't find anybody. It's a real slog." <laughs> and blah blah. <laughs> Just and- kidding. <laughs> And I, so when we posted this, we were seriously like, 
well, we better get this out there because it's going to be like two months before we can find a single person or we get enough. So to have 93 people apply and to, I, I was just like, what? What is, what is going on here? And so of those 92, we have rejected 80. Uh, and sorry, of those 93, we've rejected 80. And we have sent one person actually just applied a moment ago. So we've sent 12 follow up questions. Uh, or phone or uh, phone interview. Uh, oh, requests, requests, okay. and then uh, we'll see who responds. That's interesting. But we're trying to do stuff like I'm not trying to do like got you questions, but well, yeah, but I am trying to do things like do they follow directions? So the very simple one was hey, like so after they applied and we reviewed them, like we rejected a lot of that, but then we were like, hey, um, we. Uh, Appreciate you submitting your application. Um, please answer these fifteen or these twelve questions. And when you do, please email us. And the subject line needs to be "joining the bunch." Ah, Stupid, whatever, right? It. Like little thing. Like it's a little <clears throat> thing. Do you know how many people send us an email and just didn't do that? Uh, uh, like <laughs> most of them, right? A lot like of people, a lot of people. Or um, you know, we had one. We had one of the questions was like. It's, it's, I think we talked about this. Like, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But had some people just like either like not answer it, or one lady just wrote with a knife, and that was all she wrote with like, a knife. Like, you are terrifying. Like, what, what is going on here? Um, and so this last round where we said, Hey, we'd like to schedule an interview for a phone interview. Um, here are four days with four times, pick one and send us an, a written response to the question where do you see yourself in five years yeah. um, so to see like tr- not try again not trying to be any gotcha or whatever or be hard about this but those kind of details are re- really matter like, really- well, I mean yeah I mean I teach my sixth graders to use the subject line <laughs> right like you know we talk about what that is yeah. Like, hey, make sure you put something here so the person you're emailing knows what in the world this is, right? Not <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> well, and because the number of it kind of reminds me of that uh, exam that we took in what fourth grade that was like, oh like, yeah, re- the trick one. All, read yeah. all of the directions and blah blah. Right. Yeah, yeah. and then the last question's like, turn your paper over because you you don't actually have to do anything or, right it like, it's put like your the, name at the top and turn your paper over right yeah yeah put your name at the top and turn the paper in yeah i was damning 17 holes in it with my pencil in the upper right hand corner because yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah because i didn't uh and, the, <laughs> and i should find one of those to give the kids i bet yes. they haven't done one oh of those gosh. before um oh that'd be I, hilarious i have so much follow-up here um so i'm not trying again not trying to be mean or anything but the number of times where a client writes out directions and they give the most important part at the end. Like it's the very last thing. That, oh yeah. Right. Or, or it's like the key to the way you mix their food is at the very end. Um, like you just, just have to take a minute, and read everything before you start. And, and that's, we're trying to try and get people who do that because it just, yeah. So many things can come from that because, um, even the smallest thing. Well, like uh, we had some dogs staying with us, um, Sunny and Malaya. They're great dogs. Um, not really instructions by them, but just attention to detail. We gave them, they came with a brand new unopened bag of treats. 
And we normally, we're not very heavy treat people with dogs anyway, but we were like, okay, we've been with us for four days. Let's go ahead and give him a treat. We gave him a treat. And Sonny, like, I don't want to say he was on death door after it, but it was bad. I mean, there was blood in his stool. He was vomiting. Um, Holy cow. Gums went pale. And it was one of those um, uh, bacon bits, or I can't believe it's bacon or not bacon or whatever. Yeah. And it's because it has a high fat and pork content. And apparently, news to me, um, I mean, I had heard this, but I didn't think to apply it to these specific treats. Dogs have a very hard time digesting pork. And specifically when it's with a couple other things. And it just so happens that this exact formulation has like killed dogs who are extremely sensitive to it before. Uh, <laughs> how, what a handy formulation to keep on track there. Wow, guys. Jeez I Louise. I, I did not know that dogs didn't like, yeah. like couldn't handle pork. I was I not can't. aware that was on the list of things dogs ought not be eating. Well, apparently it has to do with like, you know, like, I know people give them like, uh, a pork chop or something like that. But when it's processed and with other stuff, like that's where it gets dangerous. And so oh, okay. he, and because usually it's so highly processed, it's bad anyway. And then on well, I mean, top yeah. of that, you add True. like all of the dyes and all this stuff. So like raw, like the meat meat is, I think okay in small amounts. <laughs> no, no don't eat raw pork. That No, don't do yeah, that. I, did, I didn't say raw. I said, but I, um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just <laughs> meat. Um, yeah. And it was like, if you gave that treat and it was literally one of them, it was one of, and he was, I mean, I was loading him up after we watched him the rest of the day and it kind of went down, down, down by the next morning, I was loading him up into the the car to go take him to the vet. Cause I was like, this is not, this is, this is bad. Um, Called the vet, talked through what things were going on. And they were like, yeah, throw those away. Um, He should be fine. Just if it continues, you know, let us know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you just, so for a person who's taking care of a pet, if you just give them something and then move on and aren't paying attention or whatever, like attention is so important. And this isn't a podcast for pet sitters, but it's a podcast, of, you know, just in general in yes. life. Like I, I, it's hard for me to understand people who would do something, who would put, put a ball into motion. And then step away and pretend like it, it didn't happen and not look for consequences of it. <clears throat> well, I think, I think part of that has to do with, uh, you know, we're, we're always very eager to start a thing. Ooh. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the exciting bit, right? The starting something new. And, uh, in my experiences in the past, like with school, <clears throat> you know, I have a, a meeting with the superintendent, soon because he's new right and he wants to meet everybody and then because i am me and the universe hates me uh i got an email today be like um actually my it's supposed to be tomorrow um actually i need to reschedule your meeting so first of all that's just a side note of like every time i do this like they ask me here i provide all these times for people to come see me i sign up for a time they're like actually no that doesn't work for me Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's an aside, uh, but that's a thing that like in, in just being in the school for so long, that's a thing that happens, right? We start something. It's all exciting. We build it up. We start it and then bleh, right? There's some follow up. It's kind of there, but like we move on to the next thing because it's exciting and new. And then there's this other thing. It's just sort of like sitting around. We're like, well, what about 
what about that thing? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 that thing. We'll do that thing still. Like, but are we? Because all of our attention is now on the new thing. So I feel like <clears throat> part of that is the newness, right? The new thing. The, it's exciting. You get built up for it. The planning it out, the anticipation is really great, you know, and you get all into it. And then you do it and you're like, next new thing. You know, because your brain wants that. Ah, I want to keep that up. Because like processing, thinking about the thing you started, reflecting, making changes, doing it better. That's not as exciting. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah. So uh, the effort that it requires to continue making that thing good is not exciting. It's still important effort, uh, but it's not like <clears throat> the cool thing to do, you know? And so I feel like part of the reason that, that that can happen is that people are chasing that new thing, you know? Oh, there's a new thing. Oh, new thing, new thing, new thing. And so I think that's where some of that comes from. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and so we are trying to uh, come up with ways to combat that with staff, um, because while you know the things that we do, it's it's uh, it's not like crazy exciting every single day. Like it's pretty monotonous at times, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's and and so you try trying to figure out. And I think that's one reason why I think having a, when it comes to like, I don't know it's, it's, it's a couple fold. It, it's finding, it's helping some, it's, it's hard because you you never go, you, I, it's not, I, I am not responsible for somebody else, somebody else's internal satisfaction with a job. Um, like I yeah. don't have control over that. I can make the job as um, engaging or as, whatever is possible but at the end of the day like stuff just has to get done regardless of how nice it is to do it uh so that's that's a that's a challenge of trying to figure out like okay this person says they really like this but if they did that for eight hours a day for five days a week how happy would they be (laughs) right well i mean yeah (laughs) and that you know that's another thing that's like kind of that that thing that uh, that science skill that's so hard to teach those the, like the engineering part of that mm-hmm. kind of ties into that of that that kind of thought process of okay I'm just doing this thing yeah. right I've got my base set up now I notice something that I can do better right, right. and now I'm going to do that and I'm going to keep on and then when I've got a pretty good handle on that, now I notice something else that I can do better, right? Just that gradual, slight improvement, you know, I think that process is important for things. And like I said before, because it takes so long, it's not appealing or attractive, but I think it is necessary, you know, and I, that's what I try to do with my teaching, right? Kind of like, I, I, I don't like to say like five-year plan because that makes everyone think of Stalin, but like. You know, the first year that I did it, I was just like, all right, we're going, we're winging it. Boom. Right. I was making all the stuff up, you know, figuring it was just like, where's going to go? Cause that's how my brain works. Right. I'm just going to, why we're doing it. I'm going to make it up. Blam. We're going to go for it. Sure. And then the next year I was like, all right, some of that was bad. We're taking it out. <laughs> we're going to add this new thing. We're going to try that. Right. <laughs> you know? And so like this year, you know, like today I was like, I need a new assessment because my other one is not good. So I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to make a new one. 
to improve on this, to sort of like aim things in the direction I want to go. But it's very slow. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I need to make a science quiz. What do I need to be on this quiz? Here's the things that are important to me right now, right? To try to make sure that we're all on the same page. But it's that gradual, slow process of improvement. It's it's, it's hard, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that iterative, I mean, I think it's the the iterative nature of it is isn't i think that part can be fine for people but i think what you said there the keyword there it's a slow iterative process um because and i i really struggled with this just a good example for this from my life is uh trying to figure out like sleep schedules for kids because one thing it's very frustrating when you're like hey how do i do this with a child they'll say um you need to be consistent but also, uh, yeah. you, need to, you need to try a bunch of different stuff to see what's going to work. <laughs> and then I'm left going, okay, how do I merge these two things together? Knowing that there are, let's just say, 50 possibilities. But oh, I have yeah. to be consistent with each one to see if it's going to work. Because I can't be changing enough stuff, a lot of stuff all the time. Because that's not consistent. So I've got yeah. to walk. This well, and it's not good, like, science experimentation, right? You have to do the same thing for long enough, like a trial period, to see if it's working. Uh-huh. And then be like, hmm, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not working at all. It, right, right. Do versus, new thing. Versus, I think, what too often, as you said, like, this, the, the newness factor of, okay, I'm going to try this new thing. And then when you don't get that um, immediate kickback or that immediate dopamine hit of having a success or a response that you were looking for you move on to the next thing immediately okay well i'll try this other try this other thing and you know it's um because that that's our nature right because we've got got to try and move on to something else but having that that self-control and self-awareness enough to be able like okay i didn't it didn't happen immediately so but (laughs) that's just one data point and I've got to stick with this for just a little bit. And it is tough, right? Because you got to figure out where that curve starts leveling off of your effort to response and go, okay, like, if I try this four times, what, is, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? To know, okay, now it's time to, to bail. And I think that's, that's, a, that's something that I, I know I struggle with of going, um, okay, it's time to quit because... I'll start getting my head of like, okay, but you know, what about that next time? Maybe that next time, maybe the next time will be whatever it actually works. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's, that makes sense. You know, that's, <clears throat> and yeah, you know, giving up too soon is like a chronic problem where it's like, oh, it's, you know, things are working and things are going good. And people are like, and again, that's the other, like the, the stereotype in education, right? Like you're doing these things and it's going good. And like you've worked on it for a long time, but then everyone's like, "All right, now we're doing something completely different, right?" Mm. But it was it just it was just starting to work, right? This thing yeah. like takes a long time to get rolling, sure. and it's just starting to work. And now they're like, "We're doing something different," you know. Like at work, we had these like student learning binders for stuff, you know, and like that was the big thing for a long time, right? Big thing. So for like years, I've been making a student learning binder. <laughs> You know, uh, made these data sheets. Okay, cool. Uh, made new data sheets because I didn't like them. Last year, I migrated all my data sheets to an online format so that they were more easily accessible and we didn't lose them in our binders because let's face it, they fall out on the floor and then they're gone and it's a whole thing and I don't like it. <clears throat> this year, they're like, you don't need student learning binders. 
Hmm. They're like, but you need to track student data. And I was like, but, <laughs> but I, I was like, so I'm just going to do what I've been doing and y'all can just like, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, (laughs) those two sentences came out of the administrator's mouth back to back. I was like, I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, what what are you talking about? So (laughs) I I was just kind of like, I looked at my friend and I was like, I'm just going to keep mine because it's fine like i'm just gonna do that because i already have it you want student data where am i gonna get that data that's right the student learning binder good grief and they're all like yeah students should be like reflecting on their work and like thinking back i was like you know where we do that in my class (laughs) in the learning binder (laughs) yeah going yeah what a wonderful idea i'm gonna put that where i've been always putting it this thing yeah so like i've i'm just like whatever i'm keeping it i'm still doing it i just added another thing again it's like here's my spreadsheet so you can look at it i guess whatever i don't i don't know like (laughs) nah but yeah, and I think, I, yeah, that 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 newness, that idea of of trying something new, and I think you do have to to balance that with um, you you want to be just starting stuff. Like I, I we get in that phase. I call it the the doing versus dwelling phase of like I'm going to dwell on this. Oh work. yeah, I'm gonna think about it. I'm going to really like meditate on all the intricacies of this and then versus the what you talked about of like i'm just gonna dive in right i've just got to start this somewhere and make it work and figure out knowing that i'm gonna have a chance to maybe do it again or you know adapt on the way and not getting too hung up on the fact that you don't know steps two or three i mean that's true but (laughs) some people are literally incapable of doing that and that's totally fine right Mm. like that's that's like a personality thing, you know? And I, cause I'm like you, I can do it the other way. <laughs> I can just be like, I'm going to go and I'm going to see what happens. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to go, that was bad. Let's try this now, <laughs> you know? But that's how my sort of mind functions. Um, other people do need that, like <clears throat> much more considered slow approach. You know, they, they actually need that to be able to work. Like I'm going to plan all these steps out. And then a lot of times they go through that and they, they plan out and some people are then able to, you know, when one of those steps goes awry, they're able to stop and say, okay, I need to cope with this problem right now because it's going to throw off the rest of my steps, you know? <laughs> and so I think it's, you know, there, there's more than one ways to go about this. I, it's very frustrating when you work with those people. Or I'm very sure it's extremely frustrating for those people to work with me, right? <laughs> like more accurately, right? Like, when they're all like, "We got to plan this out," and I'm like, "Man, we're just gonna wing it and see what happens." And you're like, "I already started," and they're like, "We don't even know." You're like, "Yeah, I'm already. I'm. We're already doing it." <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it, man. Yeah. So uh, it's a that's another different. That's a whole other conversation for later. Is like how to bridge those gaps and work together with people that have these different ideas and different processes and how their brains process information and how they function, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, sounds like some exciting stuff there. (laughs) 
it, it gets me thinking whenever I am uh, uh, kind of one of those things of when you are really stressed and time constrained, uh, you, at least I get very reflective about the processes or things that I have in place, uh, not necessarily the safeguards of my of things, but just like what, how do I, how do I handle and how do I process these things coming in um, to deal with knowing that I have to, like, I have to make a decision at some point amidst and amongst this chaos. <laughs> so how can I best break this big thing down into very simple constituent parts? And I might not entirely understand it entirely or entirely understand all the ins and outs and intricacies of what's happening. So I just kind of have to make these big like Neanderthal like categories is what I do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I know I get that. I'm similar because I'm a very like emotional thinker. Right. Like if something frustrates me, I'm just like, ah! like everyone knows about it in like a 20 foot radius. Right. It's very obvious. If I'm like happy, everyone knows, you know what I mean? I'm a very like brash, emotional person. Surely all the listeners are shocked by this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I have that problem because a lot of times when people uh, confront me on my process, right. And again, like this new year with the new administration, all that is a good example because they all of a sudden there's like, we're doing these things, right? These are the things that we value now. And some of those things are like, I don't value that at all. I don't, that doesn't, help me right there's no room in my process for that that the, whatever this one specific detail that you think is like so important like i don't think it's important right at all like i don't care that doesn't matter to me right my process is unaffected by that particular scenario so now i have to stop back up make sure i'm catering to what you want to see from my performance even though that's a thing that i don't really care about so i get like grumpy <laughs> right <clears throat> and i feel like because i'm emotional i let it sort of affect me a little too much sometimes right sure. i let it get to me and affect my process cuz i'm like oh i got to make sure that it looks right for everybody so that you know but like really it's something i'm just like i just have to do it because somebody else wants me to but it's not like necessarily important for me to <laughs> Sure. Deal with so. Yeah, I, I, and that, yeah, that. I mean, that there is, there is the. uh, How do I work and operate in a world of people who don't work or operate like me? Right, like that is a very. uh, I can be very frustrating at times, um, but I, I have only ever seen. Uh, a lot of, I think, well, I mean, a lot of gnashing of teeth and wailing in the beginning, but uh, growth over time <laughs> in, in my part of going, okay, like, yeah, there, but there, that, that's that iterative part. And I think you have to do, it takes being introspective of yourself and, and being cognizant and aware of others around you enough to go, okay, what, what do, what needs to get set aside just so that this can get done right because we all agree it needs to get done or this yeah, needs to happen. yeah. Uh, what 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 do we need to do yeah and sometimes the how is the like hang up bit and so it's like that's where the 
the kind of the gnashing occurs, right? Like, I want to do it this way because this is how I am processing this information. And this is how I think things need to work, you know? And then someone else is like, no, no, that's not wrong. So it's hard, you know, it's tricky stuff. And it's really, and I feel like, I feel like it just, and again, this is like me uh, responding to it perhaps incorrectly, right? That's, I'm aware of this, but like, I feel like it really like, I'm going, I'm got it. And then it feels like somebody like jerks the reins real hard and like slams me backwards. Cause I have to like stop mm. and like, look at this other thing that I'm not interested in that I don't like. <laughs> and then I'm going to get, because I'm so passionate about like the stuff that I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the other thing that that like passion is there. And I'm like really like raring to go. And then I have to like stop and go over here and do this thing that I don't care about. <laughs> oh, well, it's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It's hard for me to process that, like, switch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it... <laughs> and I get, that's just 100% me, right? That's all that is. That's just yeah. just only me just, being weird. Like... But that is that is an important... It's a part of that... It, yeah, it, it is part of that process of going... Uh, again, going, okay... Um, uh, this is this is happening, and sure, I may have a <laughs> different reaction to this than uh, than they may be expecting or whatever. But uh, that uh, when when you get those when you get those reins and you feel like they're pulled back on you, like are you is it, it is it really a this person is attacking my process or is it this person is preventing me from just getting this done? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of. In my my case, I feel like I'm being prevented, <laughs> right? It's not my yeah. process that they care about, you know? Because, again, sometimes I feel like it is, but it's not necessarily true, right? Because I've talked to some people, at, the administrators I work with about, well, my principal, right? She's like, you know, being like, what the heck? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, she reassured me about that stuff. But I, I just, I feel that it's the other way you know i feel like it's the the things i have to do about it mm-hmm. so it's really meh <laughs> which which is a very different um response if it were than than the um they are attacking my process right that's a very internalized yeah. like personal attack versus oh they're slowing me down because i could just get this done right like I think that's a that that trying to understand why we're frustrated in those scenarios really helps our interplay when we are working with other people who who operate and, and process those kind of um, uh, situations differently than we do. Yeah, and that's the hard thing again. Again, it, for me, it's hard because I'm so emotional about these things, right, rightly or wrongly, in my case. But I, I feel like it's one of my strengths that I do get so passionate about these things, uh, but it is hard to rein it back in and know when to like let fly and like <clears throat> hold back and like be a part of the process and try to figure out how to integrate it into what I'm doing or to how I feel that things need to be done <laughs> instead of feeling handcuffed. Cause I know we, I've mentioned that before on here, you know, it get, it's really difficult when you get conflicting messages, like, you know, we want you to think outside the box. Like, 
Mm-hmm. First of all, we're starting with two different size boxes. And I feel like yours is very small. <laughs> and mine is like a refrigerator box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? So, like, I don't... <laughs> Uh, no, it, so it's nuts. Yeah. Well, and part of I, that that whole um, think outside the box thing, I think too often, like like they want you to think outside the box, but do they really? Like those people who are like, oh, we're really big. Think outside the box here at this place. We're really go getter. It's like, okay, do you, do you want do you want the janitors thinking outside the box when they're sanitizing places, right? Or do, do you want the cooks um, thinking outside the box when they're making lunches? Um, do you want us thinking outside the box when we're entering our grade? Like, where does that where does that end and where does it begin? And I think that, as you said, like that's the the sized box that they're talking about. Like, there you're like this one very specific, <laughs> minute detail. Of, like, think outside over here. And, and when most of us hear that, we're like, okay, everything's on the table, and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, and again, sometimes I I feel like I've said this before too. I think, but like, <laughs> do you? Do you I don't know if you're aware how far outside the box I'm willing to go. And are you comfortable with how outside you, I'm fine with it being outside my box. Yeah. Is it how far outside your box is this? Okay. With, you know what I mean? You know, I had that realization when they were talking about these data tracking sheets that we had to make, you know, it's like this, I, I realized as I was doing my first couple rounds of this, I was like, this sheet is not for me. Mm-hmm. Because when I look at this stuff, this information I'm putting in here, this tells me things I already know. Right. So this isn't for me. It's for you to see if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like tricked, you know, like, oh. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I've got to remember that like, you know, the the fact that they're implementing this process, you know, I also have to go to with the mindset of like, oh, like, you know, maybe they're not worried about me doing my job. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just to make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, it's not like an attack. It's just like, oh, we just want to make sure we're all doing it, you know, for maybe that one person who's like, maybe not up to the level that they want, you know. <clears throat> But it's hard again when I'm an emotional roller coaster to be like, you don't trust me to do. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> I know that's not true, right? Otherwise, they would have already told me, like, listen up, buddy, you're a schmuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like one hundred percent. Like it, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that that trying to understand again, like where that person is coming from and what they, what their intent is when you're interacting with them. I think is it's it's hard but it's that's oh important yeah and again anything is hard when you have like when you're dealing with like many tens of people you know you know oh it's easy you just have them all do it your way every single time and you don't have to worry about it (laughs) right i've been very aware for a very long time that people are not comfortable doing things the way i do them Right. This was made abundantly clear to me a long time ago. (laughs) Like, whenever I first started working as a reading coach, like, uh, we had to do this, like, they did, it was like one of those, like, really 
like personality tests things, you know, oh. <clears throat> not like the, like, not like the real hardcore, like for real one. It was like a, one of those ones that like gave you a color, you know? Uh, oh, geez. <clears throat> and it was just like, Oh, people of this, you know, it's, it was kind of like just sort of outlined everybody's personality traits in a certain way. Like these people are this, these people are, you know, tend to act in this way. And, uh, you know, <laughs> my boss was even like, I really struggle working with people that end up being orange. And I was like, uh, hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Mr. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward. It was, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, you know, blue people are very like caring and stuff like that. And like the golds are like really highly organized green was something i don't remember and orange was me like me and like two other people and they were like the high school kids like <laughs> like free thinking like there's like crazy thing and so it's very difficult i understand so i've been under i don't say for a long time that pe- like people trying to work with me they've got it rough sometimes you know like <laughs> yeah you, you <laughs> because... got kind of pre pre-apologize sometimes Be like look i do about this but anyway <laughs> yeah like look i understand that this might not you might not like what's about to happen <laughs> and it's hard to deal with this weirdness that's about to come your way but mm. it'll be fine don't worry we're all gonna survive it Maybe. mostly will be okay Aaron, did you did you survive uh, your 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 evening? Did you get yelled at by parents? How badly did you get yelled at? Always my favorite part of parent meetings. Oh, he's still yeah. angry. Parents, he's muted himself. Oh no! Oh no! That's pretty loud. You did. You ought to be eating something or getting something to eat because you just got home. So I will. He's stuffing. He's like, I stop talking. Stop trying to get me to talk, guys. I need to eat. I'm starving. <laughs> Aaron's text message says you have to unmute him. What? Did you mute Aaron? What? I'm not. Why did you do that? Why is my phone? I don't even have that message. Okay, apparently, ask. Don't ask. I'm going to ask you to un- unmute yourself. You have the power of bootstraps. I can't. The host is not allowing participants to unmute himself. What? 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 But you, you unmuted yourself, Brandon, right? Like we all. I wasn't. I didn't start out muted. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. Oh, I was just when I joined. I did that. This is a new and exciting problem. (laughs) I've never had this before. Uh, how do I unmute? I can mute all. Ask all, <laughs> ask all to unmute. Okay, well, Aaron just left. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, offended him. Well, maybe maybe he's going to try to rejoin. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. See if that'll work again. Yeah, I'm not getting... <laughs> that was my, weird. My voice, my voice will be heard. <laughs> yes. Shouted from the rooftops. Uh, <laughs> we will just dictate Aaron's tech messages for the rest of his This is good. Good. Apparently, oh, he has to be back in. Okay, Aaron, don't okay. mute yourself here. Uh, technical fun. 
Uh... <laughs> ah, victory. Golly, what the... That was talk, weird. Talk about subject of oppression there. Jeez, Colin. <laughs> hey, look. All right, what, what, what's the question? What am I doing? Sorry. Oh, we wanted to know how your evening was, and did you get shouted out by parents? Uh, so, this week, um, and starting halfway through last week, we're actually virtual still. Um, yeah. And so we're sitting there, and I emailed some parents. I'm like, hey, you know, literally all of your kids are passing my class, so if you want to come in and say hi or whatever. And then, like, two hours before school ends and I have to go to football practice, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing in person. Like, it's all over. Like, if they want to schedule something, you have to, like, they have to confirm a meeting or whatever, and we have to do it that way. And I was like, like on the wow. phone, that would have been nice to be able to tell my people. But like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't have any parents. I didn't have anyone email me back or or swing by or give me a call or anything. So oh, you I had to, to be there. That's yeah, the I, worst. I had, to, I had to be there, and then I had to go make an appearance at the volleyball game um, because they're they're trying to make us coaches be more active in other sports. Which, well, that makes sense. That's good. And so, and so I, I made an appearance. I was there for ten minutes talking to the principal, and then I skedaddled. They volley uh, that ball. Woo. Yeah. And then I got here like five minutes before curtain call. And uh and that's and I sat there and I was just like munching away trying to chow down my dinner and then just, yeah, just wouldn't let me wouldn't let me on. So well, we're uh, glad you have joined us. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. Oh, Hello. Hi. Now side question. This came <sighs> up in the intro. I would like to know both of your opinions on Making a peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> Which is the superior method? Spoon or knife? Well, are, are, are you asking as far as like a... Um, Would you make a peanut butter jelly um, sandwich? Oh, what is it called? Oh, uh, When you do like a job interview. Oh, well, yeah, what Colin was talking about. The last yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I came up. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know, spoon or knife? Do you, who uses a spoon? Me. What? Yes, because you can get more jelly, and it's easier to distribute said jelly with spoon. Hmm. So sometimes I will use a spoon to make my peanut butter jelly sandwich. We've never heard of that. Really? You should try it with the jelly, man. Because like trying to get all the jelly out with the knife is like really annoying sometimes, and I can't be bothered. So sometimes. Spoon is the way to go. I just tip the jelly jar down towards the bread and like mush it out. I don't know. Ah, you see, you see, this is what Colin was talking about. This is why it's so important to be able to follow directions. I, you sometimes I'll use this sometimes when I'm feeling just especially frivolous. Knife for peanut butter, spoon for jelly. Oh man. What the, the the decadence over there? Yes, <laughs> but why? Why would you? Why would you waste two utensils? I mean, I'm just gonna throw it in the dishwasher, right? Yeah. In the summer, I'm talking about like in the summer when it's just me at home by myself. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> he has no machine empathy. He will make that. Yeah. Little dishwasher. Well, oh yes, because man, hand washing a knife takes literal seconds <laughs> and i just go blah okay it's done and i throw it back in the drawer <laughs> like man oh. <laughs> you know what i mean like sometimes i'll just i'll do that i'll just hand wash it because it takes literally 30 to 45 seconds to hand wash a spoon and a knife and then put them back in the drawer <laughs> so that doesn't really matter to me <laughs> it's all about the spreadability of the sandwich toppings 
So that is uh, my methodology. Because I don't like to struggle with the knife, right? Especially, you know, when it gets down lower, right? You kind of like get it all in there. When you have like jelly, it's all stuck together. It's really terrible. Sorry. Follow up question. Yeah. What type of jelly goes on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Uh huh. So, um, I, uh, used to always do grape. Very, but but now I'm uh I'm I'm big in the uh, strawberry camp. ah jelly Aaron. Um, well, so you're talking to the person that didn't know the difference between like jam or jelly. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm just talking about flavor. <laughs> flavor. I don't care about. Uh, yes, that's a whole other conversation. Jam, jelly, preserves, marmalade, whatever. Yeah, like flavor. things like that. Um, <laughs> I I always like you know the grape or I kind of like the raspberry every once in a while. Oh. Ooh, man twist. with the wild card the now raspberry. now now the real question is what kind of peanut butter we talk i mean about. generally i mean i don't really know like generally i just use smooth peanut butter because it's more versatile to have you have it in the house already mm-hmm. but uh chunky peanut butter is pretty good got it not gonna lie <clears throat> creamy okay. all the way Ooh. I like creamy usually, but every once in a while I mix it up. And I am also in camp strawberry. Right. I Ooh, like the okay. strawberry jelly. Never big on the grape. Although now that you say that, I really want some blackberry jelly. That sounds really good. Just on some toast. You know, know. I want some of that yeah. right now. There was a while where we had like, I don't know. It may all, we had like four or five different kinds of jellies. Uh, before we cut down on that. But yeah, it was very nice to be able to like, oh, the blackberry jelly, I'll have, you know, all these different kinds of options. And you feel, yeah, you're like, yes, this is why why have I been withholding uh, these kind of things for myself? They're just there, right? The it's true. Are literally they are just there. Just, they want to be used. <clears throat> I wonder, now that I'm remembering that there are other kinds of jelly other than strawberry. <laughs> <clears throat> Mountain Western Mountain regional favorite. I wonder what uh, Huckleberry jelly tastes like on a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Tastes like pie. (laughs) I mean, it probably does. I want to. I kind of. I'm curious now if what it tastes like on a sandwich, a peanut butter sandwich. Probably tastes pretty good. I mean, probably, but like, I'm. I just thought about that. I was like, whoa. I bet that's probably pretty good. Well, it looks like there's only they one put it find yeah, literally everything else in Montana. So, like, why not a peanut butter jelly sandwich? I know. Oh, you know there. <laughs> we just never went uh, to a grocery store long enough to really see the spread that they had there. That's true. That's true. So, Aaron, how's the rest of your week been? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> that did not sound good. Uh, I mean, so the weekend was great. Um, we had a the Friday game. Uh, we won. It was a close game. It was a really, really, really close game, but it was a really, really good game. Um, and then I drove home, picked up the Shelby, and then we drove from our home to Emporia, Kansas. Um, I didn't get home until about like 1130. 
and we rolled in at like 2.30 in the morning um, in Emporia, Kansas. Uh, and so we woke up in the morning, um, you know, got, got coffee, obviously. And then we drove the hour and whatever to, uh, to Manhattan, Kansas, um, for the K-State Nevada game, which was a lot of fun. I, um, I kind of forgot, you know, the, how awesome college football was and being a part of it. Cause like, yeah, like going to, um, like OSU games, like, yeah. You know they're fun, but like being in that environment, like you know it it, it was unique. And then we um, <clears throat> went to, went to that game. It was like uh, like one o'clock. Um, then we walked around campus because we had to um, go see where uh, mom and dad went, like where like where they lived in the dorms. Um, it turns out Kansas State's campus is right, not right next to the stadium. So we had to uh, no, it's not. Yeah, we had to trek. Your stadium's uh, at the middle of like a field, right? It's like over there, <laughs> like, sort of. So, so we're we're trekking, and I, I, of course, I call father, and he's like, "So where where are you guys at?" And I was like, "Oh, we're over here by blah blah blah." I was like, "Oh yeah, you just go you know this way and then that way, and you'll find it." And like he he like he he it was like he was there with us. Like not a lot has changed since that man has left. Um, and then I showed him the pictures of the dorms that him and mom lived in and he's like yeah no that looks you know just the same you know tan color uh so we 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 walked around campus um got to ride on those little scooter things unsuccessfully but it was still fun to go and and ride the scooters and then uh we we got on the way back uh drove by the stadium again and then of course we had Vista Burger which is the big big oh, thing yeah. there in <clears throat> that's what it's called the, is it still and, orange inside oh uh, we we went through the drive through oh. um which is still like it feels like exactly um like it did back back in the good old days um cuz that's like oh it looks the same but it probably is then, i mean <laughs> sunday morning we we got up and then we scooted down here. Um, and then like it, it was, you know, we got to Coffeeville and it was a train for like 45 minutes. So that put back me up a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, then we got, got to where I dropped Shelby off. And then I drove down to f- for football practice uh, Sunday and just did my thing. And then that's where the car started car problem started again so i'm i'm using shelby's brother's other car to navigate while it is getting worked on so yeah i'm a little a little exhausted of having to deal with it but it's true is it is where it needs to be getting worked on and all the love and so um and then yeah we're still virtual um we got a big game this friday um, so it's kind of weird to, you know, not have any kids all day and then boom, go and see kids and do practice and do all those kind of things. I forgot kind of what day it was and I was about to leave and they're like, Oh, we got parent teacher stuff. I was like, huh, where? What? <laughs> I um, do what? And so set around for that, went to the volleyball game for like 10 minutes and then I got home, but it's, it's so weird. Cause all I do is just post stuff on Google classroom. I got my little thing popped up if the kids need to jump on there or, you know, ask questions. And then I just vibe and get caught up on stuff, get caught up in grading. Um, and then I uh, got stuff ready for the next few weeks. 
So it, it's been kind of nice to get like reset because uh, I then I didn't really get that chance to do some you know full on lesson planning since I started so late. Um, oh yeah, and so that it was kind of nice to actually get a legitimate moment uh, to lesson plan. So I've been doing that. Um, just getting things set up and we'll should be back in in-person classes starting Monday. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> should be anyways, but yeah, other than that, that's been, that's been my week in a nutshell. Um, just more craziness happening and doing what I can. So hello. Sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> How are you liking the Google Classroom navigation? How's it going? So I didn't know what Google Meets was until. Mm. <laughs> um, so that that's that's interesting. I'm still kind of playing around and learning that. Um, but it's it, it, for being in a very rural school, it is very difficult to, to have, you know, the kids do what they need to when most of them don't have the accessibility. So I it was kind of. You know, the way we did it was a little frustrating because they, they announced it on like last Tuesday and then we had a day to get packets and everything ready. So that was a little tedious and exhausting. Um, so I think if we had more time, I would have been able to have better things set for them. But I, I, picked, oh, yeah. some pack- I picked some packets and kind of went with it. So um, it's yeah, it's it's different. Um I'm, I'm able to get some stuff done, but at the same time, it's like these kids don't really, they're not really getting a chance to do anything. It's kind of, yeah, more it's busy. hard on it's that kind of, virtual. Yeah, it's kind of more busy work than anything. And that's kind of sad. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I feel the same way anytime I have to do that. Cause like, you know, that's the whole reason I'm here. If they could just do busy work all day, they wouldn't need me. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I, my, my sort of like style and approach is really. Uh, doesn't really gel well with uh, distance learning. Virtual, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because so our school district's the same more. way. Like, a, you know, half the kids, over half the kids, don't have internet access at their house. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's yeah. useless, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so. It, it, there's there's some weird administrative things that are going on also that's not really helping. But you know, like I said, we're it's everyone that I've talked to. It's like, oh, we just gotta, you know maintain yeah, yeah but that yeah. literally does nothing for like oh, that's yeah, true so but at um, least like getting familiar with the google classroom and how it all works and stuff like you can still use a lot of that when you come back to like oh yeah do absolutely. stuff and so that's good that's why i use it for mostly is like here's some stuff so you can't lose it haha like, uh, <laughs> yeah can't no more there's like i lost my paper no you did not don't lie to me it's right here <laughs> yeah and so, yeah, whenever we get back into class, I think that'll be um, a little bit easier for some of those kids. But, yeah, I'm not I don't really have any. Like I said, for for any of my kids, I don't really have any bad kids right now. All of my kids are relatively caught up. You know, I got a few eighth graders that are just like, oh, yeah, I'll turn that in. They just like never do because they're eighth graders. Um, but I mean, it's it's going pretty, pretty easy. As of the moment, but it, it it was just a huge like and adjustment, and they're like, ah, what am I doing? So, yeah, I'm having the opposite problem. I've got kids. I have my I have my missing assignment board is full. Yeah, right. And like, I have, I had uh, some of the there was a I don't know 
like randomly some of my old kids like just show up in my classroom, you know, they're just like pop by, Hey, what's going on? You know? And I had a seventh and, and, and an eighth grader come by to visit me the other day. And they looked at my board and they both went, good grief. Why do you have so many kids on your board? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not, it's never been, it's not normally this full. Like what the yeah. heck are you guys doing, man? What is going on with you? Why? So it was funny to see them like be like, why are there so many names on there? Yeah. <laughs> ask them. Ask them that question. Look at all these small children and ask them. Tell them. Turn their stuff in. <laughs> They're the problem. <laughs> they got the yeah. talk the other day. They got the shouty grumpy grumpy me. Because uh, <clears throat> uh. they they the, we're just not we're just most of one of the one of the groups was just not using their time wisely. They just decided that they were going to come in and just goof off all hour. So I was like, okay, whatever. I gave them time to work on your thing and it's not done. So it's now a zero <laughs> until you get it finished and turn it to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you're so mean. Yes. They're like, you're mean. I was like, yes, I am. And because you wasted all of my time, you yes. thought, you thought all the time I gave you was to be spent doing something else. So now we know. Right, um, like mm-hmm. it I have had many of them coming up, like before school, like hey, because they get there and there's like you know thirty minutes before school starts. Like, can I come in your room and work on it right now? Like, yes, come on in, have a seat. <laughs> like, let's go. <clears throat> so I mean, and you know, it's it's very normal for a a handful of people to be not done, but when I look at their paper, they're just like not done with the last couple things mm-hmm. that's expected. That's not a big deal. I'm not, I'm not even mad about that. Right. Whatever. It's those like couple kids that after two days of in-class work gave me a paper with five things written on it. Like, no. Oh no. Grumpy time. <laughs> <laughs> what even are you been doing in here? Get out. Yikes. Also with, with, with my school is that they, they've had an issue where, like none of the kids have ever really been held accountable. And so a lot of those, especially those eighth graders, they just don't turn their stuff in because they had a school policy forever where they just not allowed to give zeros. And we're like, why? Like, what's like, what's the point? Mm. And so a lot of the kids, like I had, I had an email for one of my, one of my eighth grade girls. And she's like, I just not to be disrespectful, but I'm probably just not going to do it. And I immediately called the parent. And the school's like, yeah, we just never, never gave them zeros. I'm like, but that's the problem. So um, I had to do some corrective adjusting with some of my students to get them back in line to where they needed to be. Yeah, we did. So. <laughs> one of my, one of my friends used to tell the high schoolers, like. Giving zero is really easy. One button, boom, done. Bye. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the. I don't know what's up with these kids. Yeah, I don't know what's up with these kids because they definitely didn't have that, and the, the fifth grade teachers were on them last year. So I don't really know what the. What's going on here? It's a little confusing. I think some of them are 
they I think they're just having a harder time adjusting to the pace of sixth grade life than yeah. hmm. some of the other kids in the past because it's much quicker. We have to you know it's their first year switching classes. <laughs> it's their first year doing a lot of stuff, and so it's very like you know they're responsible for things in three different rooms now instead of just one. They've got to keep track of assignments from three different people instead of just one. So for some of them, it's like a, uh, especially those kids that have been like, that they normally have struggled and like the teacher has held their hand and sat them down and been like, we're not moving until you do all of this. Mm -hmm. You know, those kids, when they get to three different people and now they have to talk to three different people about what they're missing and when they're going to come in and do it and how to make it up. Oh boy. Now we've got a problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Cause they haven't had to be responsible for their own work before, you know, because the teacher's been like, you're doing this and you're doing it at this time and you're doing it right now. And in sixth grade, it's a little bit more like you, when are you going to do it? Right. Here's all the times available for you to come in and see me. When Mm -hmm. are you coming? (laughs) You know, See, we we have a weird like it's called we call it the flex period, and it, it's its primary job is to get those kids who are struggling in some shape or variety yeah. the time they need. But what has a tendency of happening is those kids just come in and they goof off or yeah, just hang out, yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Can we come into your flex? I don't have any like I don't have anything to work on." You're and they're like, well, "I got to check, and now I got to do busy work for myself to check to make sure that this person has something or not." Um, and it's, and they're, my school's wanting to do a thing where in some of our flex periods, we, um, do more practical work, like showing kids how to, you know, um, you know, and we only get like 30 minutes, I think. And then it's like how to, you know, do an oil change or how to, you know, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do things like, you know, how to help teach, like how to wrap an ankle or wrap a wrist for athletics or something. Oh, yeah. like like li- like little things like that. So it's it's kind of cool, but they're like, wrap yeah, a we, present. We just need to learn. We you know get these kids to learn like practical skills. And I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. But it's just like, you know, but what about the kids that actually need it? Uh, because we got the ineligibility lists uh, Monday, yeah, or la- last Friday, and it's like <laughs> a lot of my a lot of my athletic kids are on there. So when are they going to uh, get yeah. time to work on their stuff? So. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's kind of kind of been a battle of like, hey, we have this flex period. And yes, it sounds good on paper, but um, I, we, we don't it doesn't it doesn't get the attention that it needs because kids are like, oh, it's a free period. Like, no, it's not wet. <laughs> it's not a yeah. free period. You may not you may not do free things on it. Like, so. Yeah. And it's it's not just my class that it's happening in, too. So that's good to know. It's not just yeah, because the, the math teacher he talked to them the day after I did and he goes, he told them all he told them was, uh, cause I had told him about the conversation that we had and what I had said and stuff. And he was like, yep. Yeah, cause he came up and looked at my list. And he's like, <laughs> funny thing. All these same people are on my list too. Weird. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, he, he just, all he told them was, uh, you remember that talk? That you had with Mr. Funkhauser yesterday. Imagine in, imagine I'm giving it to you right now, but I'm twice as grumpy. And they were all like, I don't want to imagine twice that grumpy. I don't want to think about that. 
which I found rather humorous. Of course. <laughs> so they, they were all like, they came and told me, it was like, we don't, we don't want to think about you grumpier than that. And I was like, good. That's the right answer. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Uh, I had another thought earlier, and it is gone now. Has retreated into the mist. Very sad. Very sad indeed. Dang it. Well, we will. Uh, maybe we can write that down for. I will okay. write it down for next time, maybe. Uh, because next time we do. Uh, oh man, we've got our thoughts on the outsiders. That is true. Homework uh, yeah. time. Homework time. The nose to the grind for next week. Not not this week. Homework we, starts now for next week. For, yeah, yes. yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Right. So I have a book. I'm staring at it right now. Okay. It's right here in my hand. So now, the next next time we meet, we'll talk about the first chapter of The Outsiders. All right. Right? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So, I, have to, uh, I have to write this down. Yeah, that's, that's yes. fine. It's not too bad. Shana has recommended this book highly and was very surprised that I had never read it. Oh. Because she I was like, Yeah, I've never read it. And she was like, What? Okay. Why? I was like, I don't know. I just it. never did. And she was like, You mean I've read a book that you haven't? I was like, Well, I imagine you've read lots of books I haven't because she's into different books than me. But she's like, No, but this is like a a classic book. And you've never read it. She was appalled. So, wow, well, hopefully we can set your household straight again. Yeah, I was like, well, don't get too used to that feeling because I'm starting it soon. So yeah, ah. savor it while you can. Okay, well, I think that's the new series of just find out other books she hasn't read so we can yeah. uh, chip away at this. Yeah. No, actually, I think I would. I don't think we need to go down that road. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I don't really want to read like YA romance novels. I'm good. Thanks very much. Um, but so, what are your uh, what are your expectations and your thoughts on this book here? Do you read any of the backstory or kind of look at the back and see what it's actually about? Because I had really no idea. <laughs> I knew that a movie existed. I knew that the Ramones have a song called Outsiders. I don't think it's related, though. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I don't really have a lot of expectations. Um, Did mean, you read any of the backstory of this novel? Not, not of the backstory like i just read like i don't know i don't know as far as like no i guess i know i didn't um, okay i just well, I like a general like plot synopsis okay um, but no but i'm I I, all right um we accidentally picked a very topical author because do you know where she's from no tulsa oklahoma hey okay. and do you know where she lives currently no tulsa oklahoma Oh, okay. hey. Hey. hey! So I, <laughs> I, I looked some stuff up and I read about her a little bit, like in the front of my book. I have the, like, I don't know the penguin, the Viking edition here with the little penguin printing thing on it. You know, penguin books, right? 
and it has a a little thing uh, from her in the front. And uh, I read something about her online. She's she's from Tulsa. She went to Will Rogers High School. Yeah. And she wrote this book when she was 15. Ah. Oh, my. Yeah. So it's a she's... coming of age book by person coming of age. Yes. Oh. That's trippy. And trippy. the events in this book were inspired by her time in, in Will Rogers High School in Oklahoma. So this little thing's talking about that she wanted to read a book that would describe her experiences in high school. So she wrote it. Oh, how about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will Rogers is not like a rough and tough school, is it? I don't like, know. I, Maybe it was. We're going to, this out. is, this, this is a book about like classism. I think mm. from what it sounds like. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like a documentary about her time there. No, no, I think it's just like generalized, like the things yeah. that were going on around her. But yeah, she started writing this book was 15 and it was published her freshman year of high of college. That's wild. Yeah, dude. Like, first of all, other people that make me an underachiever. Thanks a lot, Essie. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's the list of people yeah, who make me awful. Yeah. Well, they make me feel awful about myself. So it's like, Great. I'll just remember that while I'm reading this book, too. Okay. Yeah, like... So, yeah, it's wild. I read that, and I was like, whoa, hold, hold on. First of all, she literally is like Aaron's neighbor, okay? Like, basically. In Oklahoma, Parlance, it's not that far away. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> that was shocking. Um, <clears throat> to me. That this book is kind of like about so it's like about the Midwestern coming of age, a thing that never happens, right? Inspired by life at Will Rogers High School, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, or wherever in Oklahoma. <clears throat> so like, that was shocking to me. I was very appalled. I was like, what? 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 <laughs> Well, then we will have lots of Aaron. You will be, have be immediately bonded to this book. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get your uh, Oklahoman. Uh, yeah, perspective, right? The Oklahoma perspective, right? Yes. I'll, I'll get I'll get what I can when I when I when I go meet her. Yeah. I'll, instead yeah. of reading the book, I'll just run down there and talk. To just her. run down there yeah, to interview her. The case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, brother, interview. Uh, hey, yeah, we'll just here we go on the show. To talk That's about true. Her. If you're listening, hey. Miss Hinton, we'd love to have a little chat. We've <laughs> never read your book, um, and we are reading it chapter by chapter now. Uh, and we do want you to talk about it and and <clears throat> tell us about it so we don't have to read it anyway. No, 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 not that one, not that, not that. <laughs> we should probably wait till we read the whole thing before we ask her any questions, right? That'd be like useful because <laughs> she'll be all like, "Well, yeah." Then towards the end, we're like, oh, "We haven't got that far yet." Hold I'm on, only on chapter one, and just barely. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I feel I feel like we had to read it in like Miss Toll's class or something like that. Like I've in, never read this book. Uh, yeah, I I definitely skipped this one. Again, my high school reading again for review for listeners. I don't I don't know what I read my I don't think we read a book my junior year because I was in compositional English and it was like all writing all the time. So there was I don't think there was a reading, but I know for a fact my freshman year we read, um, oh, what the heck? The Boys on the Island. It just left me. 
my brain. The book flew out of my brain. Lord of the Flies? Lord of the Flies, flies, thank you. Right, we read that one. Ah. I know we read Something Wicked This Way Comes, sophomore year. I think we read something else with Mr. Himes. Yeah, I never had to read those. Uh, I think we might have read two. I know I read Something Wicked This Way Comes, maybe something else. Junior year was only writing. It was like writing, 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 writing for days. Um, we just read when we wrote all the papers. I wrote that big, giant research paper about something. And then senior year was <clears throat> dual credit English class. So not a lot of novel reading. We did have to read Beowulf for uh-huh. something in that class. And I had to write a thing about Beowulf. But that was kind of like my only memories of high school reading lists, right? That's all I remember. And I know in working in a high school as an aide, I had to read Aaron's favorite book, The Great Gatsby. I had to read... uh, We read something Hemingway. But I like Hemingway, so that was fine. And then I read... uh, Huck Finn? Question mark? Yes. To help one of my students. We read that together. So that's kind of the my experience with this. <laughs> with this sort of list. I only had to read things like we, we read a lot of Shakespeare. Um Greg Oh yeah, Gatsby, we did that too, of course. Um uh Dead Gum. Uh Where the Red Fern Grows. I th- I feel like we read that at some point. Um Grapes mm. of Wrath, we read that. And then that's kind of about the extent of the books that we had to read because like I took, I took those classes and then like that was kind of it. Like we just, the other class, other classes that I had, we just didn't read books like that. Like yeah. I had, I had English lit. I had, you know, British lit. I even took a mythology class um, for some reason. But I was like, oh, yeah, I remember these classes. I was like, I didn't really get to read that much because, yeah, we didn't get to read, you know, Lord of the Flies or, you know, things like that. We read, like, everything else. Yeah. But we didn't. We, but at the same time, we didn't read that many. And that's the weird thing. I'm like, I never got to read, like, a lot of any of these. So, yeah, whenever I was thinking about my list, too, this week, I was like, yeah, I didn't really. <laughs> Again, mine was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I probably read more than I recall. Yeah. Now that you say it out loud, I de- we definitely read like fifty yeah. million Shakespeare things, right? I know we did Macbeth. I know we did Romeo and Juliet. I know we did Hamlet for sure. Never did Hamlet. We probably did a little bit of other random things. <clears throat> I know we did those three um, over the course of freshman and sophomore year. We hit those three, some in some sequence. I don't remember. Exactly, well, and what's but. hard for me is to tease out books that we read in school versus books that I read on my own. Like, yes. Like, definitely read Lord of the Flies, definitely read 1984, but I know yeah, but that I read, I read that one at my house, for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> I, so I read Animal 1984 with Mr. Hines, but I read Animal Farm by myself, but um, things like uh, yeah, all of the all of the Shakespeare, we read those in school, um, but things like The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, that's like I read that by myself. I read, um, I think I read, read Pride and Prejudice by myself. Um, 
Catch oh, Twenty Two yeah. Night. Like I've just I have a list up here that I've pulled yeah. up of common ones, and I'm like, but I definitely read Beowulf in school. But anyway, like the pic- picture of Dorian Gray. I read that on my own, and I did too, and I regret it. I it's my least favorite book of all time. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to read that book. Okay, we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, we'll put that. Yeah, we'll talk about why I didn't like that one. But yeah, I did the same thing, and I, I talked to, I was talking to Shana uh, yesterday about that, because <clears throat> um, we were talking about somehow in conversation, Susan, Shana, and I were talking about young adult fiction. Right. Uh-huh. I don't exactly remember the context of this, but I was trying to like parse this together and uh, like that brand is not something I remember from being a young adult because when I was a young adult, I was just reading like straight up like I read Catch 22 like by myself in high school the first time. Right. Oh. I read like that's what I was reading. And so like I don't really know. And I was just like, that was a genre that if it existed at all, when I was in the late nineties, when I was a young adult, I just missed it because that's not the kind of books that I was into. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> I don't really know. I, I I feel like, I don't know, even like my perception on that. I totally agree. I don't know if I, but I feel like it was insanely popular for <clears throat> after me or younger a little bit, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention because I think the closest that I got to that was in middle school with Harry Potter. And then yeah. after that, you know, like after that, it was insane. But I was, yeah, I didn't have, act, I wasn't reading those. I was reading, oh, I'll read The Count of Monte Cristo and I'll read. Yeah, I, me too, right? I, I'll read. <laughs> yeah, I okay. definitely read Moby Dick. That was a rough one. But yeah, I was just reading like random, like random mystery novels, right? Like, stuff when i was when i was the closest i can think about it was when i was younger when i was in middle school and early high school i was really into like fantasy novels right so i read a lot of like high fantasy novels and like that's what i read because that's what i was into so i read like all those like uh, that dragon lance books you know yeah i read a bunch of those and i read a bunch of Star Wars novels. Yep, that was me. <laughs> I, <laughs> and then I, I read like in sixth grade, I did a book report over like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was a weird choice for me. Like I read like man, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I read like Hunchback. I read uh, I read uh, Treasure Island, which is kind of a younger adult book, right? Uh, you know, stuff like that. I was into that kind of stuff. So that was my kind of childhood reading history. You know, uh, that's what I remember. I got hooked on reading when I was, I remember in elementary school, I just read the boxcar children, like literally all of them that were available to me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I gravitated towards that. I liked that series. I read all those mysteries and that kind of like, taught me down that path and that's where i went for that's sort of my reading background like in a nutshell there to where i still read and then i read lots of nonfiction now because i'm you know you're weird old. i'm an old nerd and i read nonfiction books <laughs> for fun on purpose <laughs> i think i think we'll save uh more discussion about reading for uh next week when we dive yeah, into that's fine to the uh 
I was giving a general background, oh, yeah, no, I think. No. I think that's good. But uh, we'll dive more into that for next week when we tackle chapter one of the Aztec. Yes. Okay. I like well, it. Uh, guys, uh, stay safe and. Uh, Hey, see, uh, talk to you. We, we need to get a uh, we need to schedule a, a new time. I feel like uh, for our next uh, next episode, next re- yes. recording time for sure. We'll do Definitely. that offline though. Okay, yes, okay. we'll save the listeners that pain. Nope, and everybody pull up your calendars. No, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, so we can make sure that Aaron's good to go. We can work around his yeah. insanely busy after school schedule because I know all it's right. rough. No, no, no. New job, football season. You got all the stuff going on, right? So mm-hmm. just trying to make sure that we get you good to go and you're not like rushing too much or anything like that. So for sure. make yeah. sure you're doing all right. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll be able to make it work or whatever, yeah. whatever we can. So that'll be fine. All right. Okay. okay. Well, love you guys. Love you too. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.